We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. We were in a restaurant in the middle of Boston, and she just came up to me and she said, thank you. I've been waiting for this. Now, her it turns out her husband had passed away instantly and suddenly right in front of her after 30 years. And they never got to say goodbye. And this was their goodbye. And I was the middle medium in between, between her husband, wherever he is, and her. And the point is, and the beautiful thing is, she experienced love, healing, and was able to live a better life because of that experience. And I always tell people it had nothing to do with me. I was just the medium, the in-between. Whether you are a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting out on your spiritual path, this podcast has something for everyone. The mission is to inspire enthusiasm for the spiritual part of your journey through unique perspectives around mind, body, and spirit. Join me and other enthusiastic souls as we share weekly episodes of how amazing life is when you embrace the spiritual parts of your journey. This and all episodes can be found on my website, tntspiritworks.com. And if you would like to watch the episodes, please check out TNT Spirit Works YouTube channel. So grab your favorite drink. Sit back and relax because another enthusiastic episode starts now. My guest this week is here to give support as you journey through many mansions within yourself and navigating grief and understanding mediumship. His name is Daniel John, and he is a certified medium who was raised Catholic, found Jesus in ninth grade, and is a dedicated follower of Christ. At 37 years old, Daniel discovered his life's purpose. Even though it was something he didn't believe in or agree with, but sometimes God has different plans. Jeremiah 29, 11. Since 2017, Daniel has been on a mission to serve God, spread love, and help the grieving connect with their loved ones in spirit. Daniel has facilitated thousands of mediumship sessions for the grieving. He has also completed a copious amount of research on the metaphysical, near-death experiences, and life after death. Daniel's here on earth with direction from the Holy Spirit to spread God's unconditional love to all. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me, Teresa. It's a pleasure. And I'll tell you, the first thing I thought about is a lot of times I say to people that I'm on a mission from God, just like the Blues Brothers. So when I read that, I'm like, dude, so's Daniel. He's on a mission from God, too. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> I know, right? So the first thing I'd like to ask all my guests, Daniel, is what is enthusiastic about being a medium and what brings you that enthusiasm for what you do? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, so in the thousands of sessions I perform, 99.9% result in some sort of increased faith in something a lot of us call God or the universe or love, um, uh, increased um, energy for life in their purpose, um, believing in the afterlife and believing that there is something more after this. And what that allows people to do is live their lives at a higher level, at a higher vibration to serve more and to just have a better life and be a better person. So the results of all the sessions I've done up to this point allow me to have that fire and energy to continue to do this 
this amazing work, which I think a lot of people have the ability to do, but to be able to see it firsthand, um, that just keeps me going because I love helping people. I, I agree with you. I th- do feel that a lot. I mean, anyone can do this, but it has to be like a calling. If this is your service, it's not everyone's service. So I would like you to share what's unique about you being a medium, because there are a lot of people be- that are mediums out in the world in different variations. Yeah, I think it's important to define medium, right? A medium is just an in-between. It's a halfway point between two extremes, right? In the spiritual world, a medium is just someone who connects the spiritual world to the human world, right? Um Unique about me, uh, I think we all have our own special gifts, and I think that's what's beautiful about the world. There's a lot of really good mediums and energy workers out there. For me, what's kind of unique is that I, I was born uh, into the, in a Catholic household. I was Catholic, you know, grade school, um, and then I was a big part of of a Christian youth group from all through high school. I taught Catholicism in in, in college, and then uh, the whole mediumship came, and there was a window of time where I kind of was a little resentful at the church and, and even, even the the Bible and certain religions. And then God like turned that around and merged both of my, like the first part of my life and then this latter part. And now there's this beautiful tapestry of what I would say in human words of a combination between spirituality and religion. Um, and I'm a Bible teacher and, you know, there's not many mediums who are Bible teachers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think again, it matters what the word medium is. And I'm a big fan of, of, of Yeshua, which is Jesus, but I'm also a, a Christian who supports other religions, whether you're Buddhist, Hindu, atheist, agnostic, Satanist. I know that's even a religion. I have a couple friends, believe it or not. It's a crazy word to think about, but I have such a diverse group of friends and I accept that everyone is allowed to have their own beliefs and experiences. And I support that. So I think the uniqueness falls within the mediumship and the Christianity and then in the Christianity, the acceptance of other religions and other faiths. Hmm. That's lovely. And the fact that um, that uniqueness is going to bring your apprentices to you. So some other people are, you know, are mediums in different ways. And so that's, that's beautiful. I love it, Dana, Daniel. (laughs) Thank you. I want to talk a bit about near-death experiences because that seems to be a really hot topic that's been around for the last couple, maybe the last decade or two or so that it's everywhere. It's very prevalent. So what is your take on why is it so prevalent right now that all these people are sharing about near-death experiences and it's, it's just people want to know more and more about it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's more prevalent because people are becoming more comfortable talking about it. And the reason they're becoming more comfortable is for people like like Raymond Moody and um, Jeffrey Long, who are bringing it to the public. I mean, there's there's websites, there's, and I think in certain cultures, even here in the West, some people feel uncomfortable talking about it because of certain dogmas and stigmas and things like that. So I think a large part of the... um, dynamic explosion for lack of a better word of all these people who are coming out and said they've had these experiences. The majority is because now there's a platform and a venue for them to share it. And then the second part is because of social media and we're in the information age, um, sharing stories like that with an innate nature that we all have to help other people. I think that if someone has something positive or, or even negative to share that would help someone else, um, I think we have the platform and the information age to share that. And and I've done, I've read, I think almost every book there is out there about near-death experiences. And at first being a left brain skeptic, I was like, yeah, these are just, you know, deep DMT type of trips, you know, but then what I do is I always test the heart and I watch people and tune into them. And and I really do feel like many of these millions of people who have reported to have near-death experiences are, are speaking their truth. Um, and if that is true, which I do feel, there's a lot of commonalities, which I cover in my second book and even a little bit my first about 
NDEs, near-death experiences. So um, I hope it continues to grow because I think it's nice to be able to be more comfortable about talking about things that make make us uncomfortable because of different beliefs and, and faith and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what comes to me too is that right now I feel we're at a time where obviously there's a lot more energy, there's a lot more, we're in a different, you know, wavelength of, um, of collective consciousness. And so there's also a lot of people right now exiting and leaving the planet. So having that belief and having, and that understanding that there is something besides here, you know, whether you like to believe in God, you believe in the universe source, whatever it looks like. And that, you know, as a soul, we never die. Yeah. And that kind of answers your first question too. When people understand that there's something more and it's almost proved, you know, for lack of a better word, it's not proved, but, um, that there is something more, you know, anecdotally proved, um, it changes our perspective and realize, it helps us realize that we can maximize our time while we're here. And then there is something and it continues. That's why I put the Ferris wheel on my second book is just, it just goes and goes eternal life, right? Was it mm-hmm. what Yeshua taught. Um, and when we recognize that, I think in this reality, we could just do the best we can to enjoy and treat others respectfully and equally. And um, there's so much more to offer when we do realize there's something more than just this. This isn't the end. It's just a, a trip or a step along the way. Right. It's just, it's just one existence and then there's another one and then another one or, or whatever you believe in. Right, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I try not to push my beliefs on other people. Well, t- a lot of near-death experiencers, I think 80 something percent or even more, I think it was in the high 80s, believe in going somewhere else after. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was almost 90 percent. So, uh, and that's million, you know, I think Jeffrey Long's study had to think had 3,000 people. But yeah, I, re- I really do believe in my own perspective that there is something more, something greater, something more beautiful than we can even, you know, we try and call it God, but it's mm-hmm. something greater than we can even imagine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So share with me how you came to this beautiful gift. Because I call it a gift. So <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I think it's a gift. I went to another medium one time and they said it was not. Um, I respectfully disagreed, but I do think it's a gift. I think we all have gifts. I think what we call God or the universe blesses us and grants us with certain gifts that we can use to help other people. Um, long story short, when I was 37, I was at a restaurant, sat next to a woman, and I started getting these impressions. And I call them impressions because, you know, spirit doesn't communicate like you and I communicate. It was symbols and letters and names and numbers, and they were anniversaries and their kids' names and all this stuff. And I, I didn't know where it came from. It's definitely psychic information, right? Psychic is just obtaining information without any scientific understanding. So it just was coming to me and I was telling her and it was all validated. It was all spot on and it helped her. And we realized over a period of time, at least we think to this day, it was her husband who had passed six months earlier. He was talking about current events and the house and the kids. And, and I like, is, you know, is your daughter going to college? She's like, yes. You know, and it was all coming from somewhere. We, to this day, I still don't know where. And at the end of that night, she, we were in a restaurant in the middle of Boston and she just came up to me and she said, thank you. I've been waiting for this. Now her, it turns out her husband had passed away instantly and suddenly right in front of her after 30 years and they never got to say goodbye. And this was their goodbye. And I was the middle medium in between, between her husband, wherever he is and her. And the point is, and the beautiful thing is she experienced love healing and was able to live a better life because of that experience. And I always tell people it had nothing to do with me. I was just the medium, the in-between. It had to do with her husband, wherever he is, and her. And it provided her so much healing and faith. And, you know, we even talk to this day. And from that moment on, my life changed. That was the moment where it changed. I I can see that why that is, because that's profound. 
and well, like, I questioned myself, like, did I make it up? Did I, did I pull it out of her mind? I mean, like I, I went through all these things and I, I realized over time that we don't die in my opinion and, and we exist some way, somehow, and information can be communicated from wherever mansion they're in to ours to help us. Right. It's, to me, it's the same way we have a Bible. You know, when Paul scripted the scriptures in Galatians 1.11, we're not, I won't go down that road, I promised myself, but he said that what I share with you comes from spirit or the Holy Spirit it doesn't come from man, doesn't come from me. So Paul was like a medium, you know, I hope no, no offend anyone, but he was just an in-between between what we call God and humans and provided some really valuable information. And I don't think it's any different now. I think we all have that ability. So from that point on, my whole life just changed. It actually went for a year and a half of just absorbing and studying uh, like literally reading hundreds of books on mediumship, near-death experiences, theology, Christianity, religion. I reread the Bible. Yeah. And so here we are, you know, six years later. You were literally Daniel on a mission from God. Hello. <laughs> yeah. 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 Big time. So it's not, I mean, all these synchronicities that happen in life, there's no, it's not uncanny that I'm interviewing you this week. And so this week I found out that one of my friends died oh. and um, I didn't know she died December 16th. So we're, that might've been like over three weeks ago. And I kept having impressions. I kept picking up. I need to call Michelle. I need to call her. And I mean, like days, right? Then I'm on Facebook and I see her. Uh, my friend put a picture of her in it, like an old one, because I knew her when I was in the Air Force back in my late teens. I was like, oh, what a great picture. And I look down and I start seeing that, oh, she passed on. I'm like, what? So like she kept coming to me this whole week and I've got chills. I'm saying this because her funeral Saturday. So like within three days, I'm like, I need to go to the funeral. Like she wanted me to come to the funeral so I can, you know, talk to her husband and people that were there. And um, it is so I want to, I guess what I'm telling you this, Daniel, is because it's about trust. Like when you, when you got those information from that lady, it's all about trust, what we're picking up. You're 100% right. And, you know, your friend, and I believe it's true, he reached out to you. And then you go there tonight and you maybe share and have a couple experiences that help other people and yourself. And that's how I think God or the spirit world can help us. And it is about trust. You know, I teach the class uh, with students on how to do this ethically. You know, I think God brought me a really high vibration group of people who've gone through their own tragedies. That's why I do the show now, Tragedy of Triumph. And they they found that when their loved one passed, their gifts opened up. And there, some of these these people have amazing gifts. A lot of them are actually Christians. So mm-hmm. they've gone through the struggle that I had, that I went through. So they kind of are gravitating to me and I help them embrace their gift that God gave them and help other people. So, and I tell them it comes down to trust. You know, I have two sessions tonight and even going into it, I'm like, all right, spirit, you know, show up and I got to trust that it's going to happen. And once you have the trust that when you get these feelings or these impressions, they come from somewhere. You can call it God, the Holy Spirit, your loved ones. I think in the spirit world, we don't have the separation we do here, but whatever that information is, we can be the channel like you or I, and we can pass it on being the medium, the in-between, and we, it can really help a lot of people. And I think if we open our minds and hearts to that, there's a lot of good work and positive things that can come from that in this world. I agree. And it's those, what I call hunches, insights, and impressions that come in. So a while back, um, I guess it was early in December, so I've had a couple people pass recently. Um, my husband's father passed away. And so in a meditation, both him and I saw that he was in heaven. He was with God. He was Catholic. So, um, and I, so I was able to pass on this message to some of our family members that are still very Catholic and, um, you know, and, and we're questioning, was he in purgatory? Is he in heaven? And I was like, straight up, Hey, you know, Tom and I both saw him. He's in heaven. And the relief Daniel was like, and I got chills. I say this, it was like profound how much 
just sharing that and and knowing that I, I believe totally that he's in what you know some call heaven. I'd call you know back to source, back to God, universe, whatever. But just that ability to trust in what we're picking up, and then like you said, just sharing it. It's it is so healing. Yeah, I think it's divine. It is completely divine. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, like, and I teach my students this, I've had 40 plus students over the last th- three years, this curriculum, just it's right here, this curriculum just came to me and I just wrote it all down. And, yeah. um, you know, I teach them that you're just, you know, and I know you know this too, but we're just the meat, we're just the messengers, we're the conduits, we're the in between, all that glory goes to, you know, what we call God or something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll share a really quick story. If it's okay. I was in, I'll do the short version. I was in a restaurant. I got the bill. It was 16, $16. Mm-hmm. And God said to me, or spirit said to me, you know, first mm-hmm. John four twenty four says God is spirit. Right. So I just mm-hmm. say spirit said to me, give her a hundred bucks. Now I had been laid off from my pharmaceutical job. I was really struggling. Three kids, you know, no job, no car, <clears throat> but God said, spirit said, give her a hundred bucks. And I questioned it. Right. Which we should not do. Mm-hmm. And then he said back to me, if she has one daughter and one son with, you know, as children, then you give her a hundred. I said, Okay, that's fair enough. What are the chances that she has two kids, one boy, one girl? So she comes over the table and uh, I said, hey, do you mind if I ask you a question? She says, no. I said, do you have children? She says, yes. Now, she looked young. I thought I was, I thought I was good because she looked young. I was like, no way she has kids. She says, yes, I do. I go, do, do you have two children by chance? And she's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, <laughs> is one of them a boy and one of them a girl? She goes, all right, you're starting to freak me out. And I was like, <laughs> here's a hundred bucks. And she goes, I can't take that. And I said, you have to. God said so. And she just started crying and she went on the story about how she really needed it at that moment. And so I always tell people, anyone can be a medium or a channel of God. And if we don't, I think it's really beneficial to listen to it or him or whoever it may be. I think, I think we're unable to to understand really who or what it is. We can, we can deduct that it was the lady's husband or maybe the Holy Spirit at the restaurant. But I think if we listen, we can see some magic. And she shared with me um, that she really needed it and she was going through struggles and that like made her weak. Just that little, just that little tip, which, you know, I was still financially secure even without a job. So what I tell people is being a medium has nothing to do with talking to dead people or it's not demonic or some sinful thing. I think we all can be conduits or instruments of God or, or a middleman or a woman between God or spirit and humans. And some miraculously beautiful things can happen. Without a doubt. Just like that story. Yeah. And so I know for, there are people that are scared, even like, you know, like my mom's very open to spirit and energy and she has all kinds of experiences, but she still has fear. And so I'm like, and there's nothing I can do about that for her as well as any other person, because they have to be okay with receiving messages or, you know, having insights come in just like this week with my friend coming to me. It wasn't until a couple of days later, I was like, Oh, Michelle's coming to me and she passed away. And, you know, it's like putting those insights, impressions and hunches into like, okay, that's what it was all about. Unless like you would get like a clear message and need to share that. Thanks for listening to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual and a big thanks for Daniel for coming on today, sharing about his mediumship, working with God, working with near-death experiences, and helping people move out of fear and into love. And I hope that you enjoyed and got a little bit of mini morsels from this episode for yourself and where you're at in your journey. And if you did and you would like to leave a comment, please do. And also, if you have any kind of questions about this episode, you can go to pod inbox. You can find that in the show notes and you can leave me any questions that you might have about this episode or any other questions you might have for me. And also please make sure that you subscribe, that you like, and please leave any kind of comments as well as if you enjoyed this episode or another one, 
please share with your friends and family. So until next time, please remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.